The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 138 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded January 29th, 2020. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. James, how is it going today? Whew. I'm surprised <laughs> we remember how to do this, man. I know. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been a minute again. Yeah. I mean, it's only been, I think, two weeks since we did the last one, was it? Two or three. Oh, you know what? I think it is. I think it has been three, because I think we we, set, we well, got we, together last week, and it's like, ah, let's go one more week. And now that the season's starting, I'm kind of yeah. glad we did. <laughs> I finally got the uh, sinus infection through my system. That's good. So, uh, yeah, we were we were going to record last week, and I pretty much blew you off. I'm like, it's yep. not happening. I feel like crap. Yeah, I was, I was ready to go, but not at all disappointed that we weren't going last week. Yeah, we're going to be busy the next couple of weeks, <laughs> or I guess uh, the next, what, nine months? Yeah, so, pretty much. Nine or ten months? Yeah, I warned my wife today that uh, that she's got one more Sunday with me, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yep. And that's yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, so yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh, I watch that for the commercial. She'll enjoy that too. So we're good there. Good. So I'm really good. distracted right now, James, because um, the Orange Cone just retweeted a NASCAR man tweet, and it's the tweet is about um, oh no, teams switching manufacturers in the middle of the season. It's an old clip from 1991. It's a video clip, but it's a crash at Michigan from 1991. And it just, it's, it's a GIF or whatever. So it just keeps replaying over and over and over again. And it's really distracting because it's on the screen next to me. I just wanted to, just wanted to you were, preface you were when there? I get distracted. No, I, uh, yeah, 91. I, I don't yeah, think I must have been there. Yeah, I might not have been because if this was the June race, I think I was only at the August race, which was the one that, uh, uh gotcha. that Davey and Dale battled the line at. So. Gotcha. So yeah, if I like just zone out for a minute, that's why is okay. So it's scrolled down a little bit now, so it's kind of out of my vision. <laughs> Twitter, the yeah. world of Twitter. Yes, it's like the only well, time I, I open up Twitter, NASCAR Twitter, is when I'm doing the podcast. Well, I'm looking at Twitter right now, and uh, uh, Kyle Busch is slinging his energy drink. Yes, so. I saw that too. We didn't put that in the news, but we could add that. We can do it right now. Kyle Busch is has that- launched rowdy energy drink. Is that, yeah. Is that going to be your new replacement for Mountain Dew? Is no, that, uh, no, I, I don't. Oh. I don't do the energy drinks anymore. The, uh, they just, I mean, not that the Mountain Dew is not killing me slowly, but the energy <laughs> drinks kill me a little faster. They dehydrate me, and I just, I can't stand them. So, yeah, I've every you... once in a while I get a bug in my bonnet. I don't, I don't know why I use that phrase. I've never used that <laughs> phrase. But anyway, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's uh, I, apparently I've just stepped back to the 1930s, and I'm an old woman now. I've never, honest to God, I, you have never sounded older to me. God. Anyway, um, every once in a while I'll go back and like, go, yeah, maybe I'll get a Red Bull. And then I realize that I hate Red Bull. So very good. Yeah. Yeah. So no chance yeah, of Red Bull sponsoring us. I won't be drinking any rowdy. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> Ain't happening. Yeah. I don't have to worry about monster anymore. So yeah, you're good. <laughs> you don't have to sling any of the energy drinks anymore. Nope. Nope, not at all. All right, let's talk some NASCAR, James, because you know what? We took some time off in the off season, but the NASCAR news cycle has not taken any time off. 
And uh, it's been kind of crazy the last couple of weeks. Like last week, I felt like we had to come on and do a podcast because of the news. And I mean, nothing's been like, oh, my God, we've just got to do a podcast. But it just keeps adding up. Right. So uh, let's start. It's talking. a bunch of little things. It's like a million paper cuts. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. been a lot of little stuff. So um, let's start with uh, well, let's start with my contact that's bothering me right now. And I can't read the screen. Um, NASCAR changes its arrow rules for short tracks. This, uh, I think this happened right after we did the last podcast, didn't it? I think so, yeah. Um, if we haven't gone over that, yes. Um, <laughs> I know. I had to go back that. and see. Like, what did, what did they leave off on what news-wise? What we talk about? Yes. No, um, yeah, it's, that is super great news. We win. I think we saw that coming after that debacle at Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The this debacle at Phoenix, the debacle at both of them at Martinsville. Well, Martinsville. Yeah, Martinsville was a disaster. So, hopefully... Uh, this will uh, get things back in the right direction because we can't we can't sacrifice the good tracks for the mile and a halfs and um, not that we don't have good racing at the mile and a half from time to time but this is our this is the best stuff and um, last year's last year's performance on these types of tracks was really subpar so got to do something have to it's it's a must yeah so basically we're going back to the old package. At the uh, at the short tracks and road courses, so um, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but we're going to be uh, a good chunk of the series. We'll go back to that old package, um, so we should see a similar race into what we've seen prior to this season. Uh, so that's good. And then yeah. uh, Goodyear announced that they're going to change the tires up a little bit as well. So good. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, some tire wear. Hopefully, yeah, Finish. that would be good. That's what they're looking for is to. To give us a little bit more of the wear that we need and uh, hopefully fix the fix the issues we've been having on the short tracks and road courses yeah. and get those back to what they used to be. Yeah, NASCAR has to be in a little bit of a state of panic. I, I, they've got a long way to go, but with the championship race switching over to Phoenix, uh, they've got to get this right, and they've got to get it right right now. It's, right. It's urgent because you can't go into the season, and we get, to, we get a chance to see Phoenix early in the schedule like we do every year. But with so much importance riding on that home that uh, I was gonna say homestead that championship <laughs> race that championship race um, you you gotta have it you just you can't fool around with this stuff you gotta make sure the product is good right yeah so uh, so yeah I think this is a good good decision I think we all saw it coming um, certainly one of those news items that's not really a news item because we we expected it. But uh, but good to see that they you know we didn't just do a stupid thing where we oh let's take let's add an inch to the spoiler you know just little stuff we actually just went back to let's yeah. just do what worked so go back to what works yes yep. exactly exactly so Dale Jr. will make his return to the uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series this season we expected this uh, his one off race annual one off race but it's coming a little early this year he's going to do it at Homestead um, I don't think this was a surprise to anybody either really. Yeah. I think he kind of already made it known that he was going to race it. I mean, he didn't, he said he was interested in running at Homestead, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, loves the track. He loves the racing there. So it makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, it, again, not a huge news item, but you know, juniors coming back to race a race. That's cool. Being awesome to see him get a win in one of these things when he does it. But, he's been uh, close, man. Yeah. Every time he's run, uh, every time he's run that one Xfinity race per year, he's pretty. I mean, he's top five. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the best drivers out there. He's led laps, so I mean, I'd love to see him get one if he possibly could. Um, but he's had a lack of seat time now. But I, I mean, I don't know if it, I mean I don't know if that matters. He's 
He's Dale Jr., man. He can go on there and get it done. You know what I would really like to see for Dale Jr.? How cool would this be? So Dale, well, Kyle's got a truck that he fields throughout the season for him to race in. Usually he's got a couple extra races that the seats open in. Dale and Kyle had this, you know, old rivalry from the Richmond incident. How freaking cool would it be to see see Kyle give Junior a call and say, hey, come run my truck for one race? Would Kyle switch it to a Chevy? That's the thing. That's the only way it would probably happen, I'm sure. Happen. <laughs> but it would be awesome. It would be cool. The Greg Biffle thing, right? Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Dale Jr. would be awesome on the truck series. Yeah, he would be. Speaking of that, what? speaking of the Greg Biffle thing, James, I didn't put this in the news items, but NASCAR is doing the triple truck challenge again this year, different tracks. And they've gotten rid of the Greg Biffle rule that kept him from being eligible last year for the three race prize. Yeah, which was a load because yeah. his only guy, he only ran one race all year. He should have been able to be in that. Yeah, it was thing. stupid. So, so this year, if you if they have a one off and they sneak in at the last minute after the deadline, they could still win the big prize. Let's see if the Biff makes his return. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We'll see. I mean, yeah, go get that money. He deserves it. He could have won. He would have won it last year, no doubt. Yeah, I think he would have. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, change the subject. Anything else on Junior? Uh, no, just glad to see him back. I mean, we always wanted to see Dale Jr. hanging around, and uh, in, this doesn't interfere with his broadcasting schedule this year either, so he's getting in early enough, and uh, yeah, we'll see how he does, man. We'll be rooting for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of the Xfinity series, we had a bit of a sort of a surprise announcement. Um, this was one of them that was like, man, I wonder if we should do a podcast to, to do this. Um, so there was a rumor on, I found it on Reddit and it was the day before this announcement was made. Suddenly there was an announcement scheduled for Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Reddit, uh, prediction was that they were going to announce that they were going to run the Xfinity cars on the road course at IMS. And uh, I believe you. Um, Go ahead, man. I deserve it. Do you it. and and Todd, our our friend of the show, um, with good connections, both said I was crazy, and that would I never happen. I poo pooed it. I did. Yep. And then the next day, we had an announcement at Indianapolis Motor Speedway with Justin Allgaier, which kind of gave it away. Come on, guys. It was an Xfinity announcement at IMS. And uh, yeah, they're going to run the road course at IMS on the same weekend as the Brickyard Four Hundred. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people. Yep. Eric is now a trusted source <laughs> for, for my information. A lot I of people. That, this did it. A lot of people made a big deal out of it because they have to switch from road course to uh, to oval. And I know that there's been talk that that's one of the reasons they couldn't do like the roval for the All Star Weekend at Charlotte, and it's one of the reasons why we couldn't run the road course at Daytona on like the 500 weekend or the Pepsi 400 weekend or whatever. Um, Pepsi 400 hasn't been the Pepsi 400 in years, but anyway, um, <laughs> God, I'm old today. But see, Indy's done this before because we used to run the sports cars um, or IMSA or whatever with the Cup Series on that weekend. And so we've switched before. Right. Um, and so it's really, I mean, it's its an, an overnight process, but it's not a big deal. They can do it. So yeah, Roger uh, Penske making making things happen. Gets that, uh, gets that title in his name and <laughs> yep. moves, making moves. Yep. He knows how to make a buck. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, I read yesterday that they've they've decided it's going to be the 14 turn road course. I don't know what that means, but one they had several versions that they tested with. Uh, yeah, um, De- yeah was out there. tested it, and so they they settled on the 14 turn road course. Um, I don't know. What do you think, James? Is uh, so Xfinity's been historically terrible since they've gone to the big track. Um, although I think the last two years the race has been the best of the weekend. 
Um, I, I think you disagree with that, but I like the way that they were slingshotting and all that stuff. And I mean, it wasn't yeah, they, really racing. Some, but it was fun. Some stage race, some ends of the stage that were yeah. really phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. We had a four wide finish at the, one of the stages or yeah. five wide even. I don't remember. It was, it yeah, was it got, crazy. It got crazy. Yeah. They were all under a blanket. So is this, a, is line. this a good move? Is this a bad move or is this like a, who cares? You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> I, I shrug at it because I'd rather see them racing at IRP yeah. than anything else. I, I don't know. I mean, if they're going to use the Xfinity series to experiment, I am totally fine with it. I don't, it's not sending shockwaves through my body of excitement, but right. I mean, I will tune in. I will watch. I think it'll be kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling IRP because now you're the old one. Cause it's good. Been, yeah. It's, it's ORP now, right? Yeah. It's been ORP for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I kind of feel like the Xfinity series runs enough road courses now. I mean, you run a quite a few. Yeah, they've got a lot of road courses and I don't know that they needed another one. I don't I don't think the road course is going to fix the problem with Indy because personally, I don't think the road course is that good there either. We can't see anything anyway. It doesn't matter. I, yeah. You know. You're not going to sit in the main. You're not going to get a ticket for the main grandstand and expect to see anything. You're right, but see you, cars coming down the. But you can't for the trail. big race either because it's the same right. way. I exactly. mean, you and I aren't going, so it doesn't matter to us. We're on TV. It, the view is going to be good no matter what. But I mean, I get excited every year for the you know the IndyCar race on the road course. And honestly, once they go through, once they get to about turn three, the race is over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the first turn. And I'll tell you what, the first turn on the first lap at Indy in this race is going to be nuts. You're going to have a wreck in that first turn, guaranteed. At some point, during a restart or something. Every yeah, restart is going to be exciting. You think the heartburn turn at the roll is crazy. This ter- first turn, if they're running the configuration that causes them to go through it, which I'm assuming they are, um, unless they dumb it down for NASCAR, it's going to be nuts. There'll, there will be somebody spinning every restart in turn one. Yeah. Um, and guaranteed that there'll be a late race restart where the leader will wreck and it'll be a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the race, I don't think the track's that interesting. So um, it's really, it was a track that was built for Formula One and sports cars and, and road racing cars. Um, but I don't know, you know, NASCAR wants to go street racing. So a good flat road course is a good place to test it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm i optimistic, but don't really care, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't move the needle for me. No, I, it, no, the I, only thing that moves the needle is the fact that Roger's trying to do something to make the Brickyard relevant. Yeah. And if it was the Cup Series making the switch, then we could have a long debate. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, what do we do with this historic, you know, Brickyard 400? You know, I know fans don't come out as much as they used to, but still the drivers consider it a crown jewel. What does that mean? Right. All this other stuff. But, yeah, we're not we're not doing that now. So, I mean, I'd like to see the Cup Series do a double header at some point you know if we're going to do more double headers yeah i'd love to see them run the run the road course one night one day and then the next day run the run the big track for the 400 i think i think that would be cool that would be pretty neat that's i like that idea of a double header yeah yeah someday you know well maybe then maybe this is you know in rogers big plans because we're going to be seeing some schedule changes so rogers rogers no dummy man he's he's already four moves ahead of us on this one so um yeah, he's going to be making he's making moves. He's he's setting he's setting the uh, foundation for what he wants Andy to become under yep. his under his ownership. Yep, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, speaking of open wheel racing, James, how do you like that transition? See, I right. still got it. Still, still got, got it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very good. Kyle Larson gets his Chili Bowl win finally. He won his Daytona 500. 
We did. <laughs> we were we so last time we were talking about the podcast, we were gonna um, you were your marriage was up in the air <laughs> because you were thinking about getting you were thinking about getting the chili bowl. Yeah. Did you end up watching it live? No, I I still haven't even watched the replays of it. <laughs> oh, I, see, I see, I only caught the highlights of most of the action. Um, but yeah, Larson finally got it done. He beat Chris Bell, got his chili bowl. I He's believe he apologized it. to NASCAR. He did. <laughs> he did. I don't care. See, everybody's making a big deal about that stuff, and Gluck did a thing, and um, I don't care about that, man. The guy loves to race. Let him – I don't know. What does it matter if he races in NASCAR but thinks a, ra- a win outside of the NASCAR series is the biggest win in his career? What does it matter? Who cares? That's Doesn't not matter. That's not saying anything bad about NASCAR. It's just saying how important the Chili Bowl is. Yeah, if Tony Stewart would have won an Indy 500, what do you think he would have said? Exactly. He could have had the exact same career and just had a few high, a few places higher in the finishing order at the Indy 500, and it would have been the same thing. What do you think? And maybe Tony's answered this question. You might know the answer. Um, what would be bigger for? What would have been bigger for Tony an Indy 500 or a Daytona 500? Oh, it's Indy. Yeah, I would assume because that's his home track. Yeah. It's indie, it's indie for him. It's yeah. always has been. Um, he he has said that he knew at some point he was never going to be able to go back to Indy to win the Indy 500. So the Brickyard was the next big thing for him. Right. So those are the two biggest races he's ever won was was the Brickyards. Yeah. And he'll tell you that. Um, I, I love that Larson does this stuff. I know that he's uh, out in Australia. I think right now he's still running open. He's been racing he's, nonstop all off season. I think he's flipped more sprint cars than he'll run cup races this season. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I was I was taking a drink of water. I almost, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's had a couple of wicked crashes. Yeah, he wrecked in he wrecked out, out in Australia. He's, uh, he's won a lot too. Yeah, he's won a ton of races. Man, Chip's got to be nervous every time he flips one of those things. Yeah, got to be. <laughs> it, might not be Chip's, it might not be Chip's problem in a few months either. So yeah, maybe yeah. we're we're gonna go there again. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we're going to be talking about that all season. I Until know. he signs the dotted line, we're going to be looking at where's he going. Yep. Because that 14 car looks pretty sweet to him. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's where I want him to go. Anyway. So you, any- you think 14 over 48? If I were him, I would probably go the 14 over the 48. Well, yeah, right now. I mean, why wouldn't you go to yeah, Stuart Haas car right yeah. now? Yeah. Who wants, to follow, who wants to follow the Jimmer? I don't know. Yeah. I, that's a, those are big shoes to fill, man. Yeah. The 14 car would be pretty good for him. Yeah. I'd love it. It'd be cool to see him and Tony together. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get ready to rant. Um, I'm sure James is going to rant on this one. If he doesn't, yeah. I'll take over. Um, I'm ready. we got, uh, we got a big truck series announcement. Um, I think we talked about this at Michigan or after the Michigan race last year. Um, there was a lot of talk about the fact that of the eight drivers that made it in, there were drivers that maybe seemed like they should have been in the top 10 or in in a, in the playoff field that didn't make the cut last year at Michigan when they cut off the, for the championship. So NASCAR did what they do and they expanded the field to 10 drivers this year for the truck series, a series that has what 15 full-time drivers to begin with. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're being gracious. Yes. Um, I think you can tell our feelings on this, but James, take it away. What do you think of this? No, it's just more convoluted mess that NASCAR's <laughs> created to water down their their playoff product. So, I mean, I hope they're happy with it. I hope it, I hope it's exciting for them because I the Truck Series is it's great racing. We we agree. We like Truck Series racing, but mm-hmm. it is a it is a very thin product as mm-hmm. it is. You do not have very many top end teams, 
And basically, you're by expanding the field to 10, you're pretty much letting everybody in the door yeah. for the playoffs. And that's not the way it should be. No. It's not the way it should be. I, You know, Ross Chastain last year, he made that switch, and he got in so easily after he got, a, he got another win to qualify. It, I, it doesn't even compare to Kyle Busch's 2015 Cup run because right. – Kyle Busch missed a ton of time. And he really had to earn his way into the playoffs, and he yeah. did, for the most part. He he earned his way. And that just shows, you know, the not only the requirements differ for the Cup Series, but obviously the competition's a lot better in the Cup Series as well. Exactly, exactly. I said we were in a text thread with Todd on this, and I was ranting and raving. I did my best ranting and raving <laughs> off air, but I mean, I think the playoff field for the truck should be less than eight. I think it should be six. Yeah. Make these guys earn the spot. I don't know. I I understand why NASCAR is doing it though. You get more sponsors and teams involved in your playoffs, and it's a bigger deal. And these truck teams can sell their sponsors, like, "Hey, we're a playoff team, right?" I mean, that's right. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's part. the whole reason. Yeah, and and I get that the truck series needs funding anywhere they can get it, and if it helps, that's great. But I just think they're watering down an, an already watered down product. Here's, so it's, here's the question: What was the big storyline at the cut line for the Xfinity Series last year? Uh, remind me. I don't know. What was the, what was the big story? <laughs> what go. was the big storyline for the cut line at the Cup Series? Uh, the only thing I could think of was no, there wasn't any really. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Suarez was on the bubble. There was a few right. guys on the bubble, but nobody. Guys. Yeah, there, there was no there was no excitement. What was the big storyline in in the the Truck Series? Was Matt Crafton going to make it in? Was um, you know we knew Adam Finger was in because he won the regular season championship. Was Todd Gillen going to win the race and get in? There was 15 storylines in that race at Michigan. It was excellent. And yeah, maybe I'm a little great. biased because I was there covering it, but still. It great. Yeah, and the Ross Chastain thing really kind of did throw a wrench into yeah. that because he came from the back of the, the point standings to People make it. actually gave a crap about the cutoff in the truck series last year, and they aren't going to this year. Yep, you're, you're taking it all away. Yep. I, I mean, that's the thing is the point of the playoffs isn't everybody gets in. The point of the playoffs so, is that good drivers are supposed to be left out. That's why we do yeah. this. You have to earn it. You made a really that's a really great point that you just made. I didn't even think about that. But, yes, that is exactly um, the drama of getting in the playoffs is just important as the playoffs. Your playoffs really your playoffs start before the playoffs begin. Right. The race to get into the playoffs is a playoff. Exactly. It's exciting. And it it just expands your. Yeah, it expands your uh, attention span a little bit and and how many people are paying attention. Um, You know, NASCAR, the Cup Series way back in the day, I mean. God, we remember when they were running just 10 drivers for the Cup Series championship, right. and it was fantastic. Yeah. Remember how great those Richmond races were? Jeremy Mayfield. And yeah. I remember Tony Stewart missing the cut, like, barely in the, you know, the year after, you know, that he uh, he made it. But he was on the bubble the whole time, and it was it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know, and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, man, yeah, you know, we've got way too many drivers in the Cup Series competing for a title now. And now you're just doing the same thing. Yeah, you the know. 16 tr- 16 car field and truck series is too much. Yeah, um, or in the cup series. Yeah, 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 cup series. Sorry. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's like, like you said, the the truck series is so watered down to begin with. the The playoff format almost doesn't work for the truck series, and now you're going to expand it. I mean, like I said, you literally have maybe maybe 15, 16, 17 full time teams. You yeah. there aren't. 10 super competitive teams. I think we had 11 or 13 or something like that. Full-time trucks last year as like ran all of the races full-time. Right. And and not all those guys are competitive. (laughs) So I know 
I know. I just, I don't know. It, 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 this frustrates me. I didn't think NASCAR was going to do it, but they bent to the pressure. And This is a really bad year for Natalie Decker to go part-time in the truck series. Right. She could have made it. She this had is, her chance. This is the Ben Rhodes rule. That's what this is. Yeah. Because yeah. Ben Rhodes was so close to making it into this thing and yeah. didn't make the cut. This is the Ben Rhodes rule. So should have won a race. Well, no, it's not as bad as the Jeff Gordon rule. Right. Just, <laughs> yeah. just add, yeah. add one guy. It could yeah. be worse. At least we did it before the season started instead of ha- after the playoff decision. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> we have a nasty history of uh, playoff convolutedness in uh, in NASCAR. I will give NASCAR some credit, though. There's been a lot of announcements in the offseason. There's been a lot of announcements over the past season and a half. And uh, this is really one of the only ones that I'm like, yeah, this was stupid. So yeah. it's a lot better than what it's been in the past. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. So good on them, I guess. They, they, they're they bound to have one bad decision every once in a while. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I, I, I'm going to gloss over this because we're not by any means a news podcast or a legal podcast. But uh, I wanted to just mention this. The uh, DC solar owners pled guilty to uh, operating a Ponzi scheme, a billion dollar Ponzi scheme. Um, biggest criminal fraud scheme in the history of e- the Eastern District of California, according to the press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of California. So, yeah, there you go. Nice job, yeah, guys. I... This is the uh, this is the company that cost Ross Chastain his chance at a full time Xfinity ride with Chip Ganassi. Yeah. Screwed a lot of people out of a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, this I remember the uh, they had that big Christmas party, which is been listed in a lot of their documents they owed a lot of, a lot of get people a lot of money at that christmas party and kyle larson i'll never forget kyle larson tweeting he had the best time of his life at this <laughs> christmas party and then it was like six days later it's gone yep decent seller's gone they've been <laughs> raided and it's over yep gotta love it so. yeah man <sighs> um all right so let's see uh fox announces there was there was just talk. I just saw rumors about how the net, Fox was going to announce that Michael Waltrip was replacing his brother in the booth, and I'm like, oh my god, please don't do it. And then Fox announces that it's going to be a two man booth in the Fox booth this year for the Cup Series. Uh, Mike Joy, Jeff Gordon, that's it. Thank what, God. What do we think? I love it. Yeah, I mean it's back to the old style. It's two guys. That's it. Let Michael do his stupid grid walk and. This we'll just leave the two man booth. Thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. So let me add a little drama to this, though. And James, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, Ray Dunlap was tweeting after this announcement was made. And uh, Ray Dunlap famously used to be with Fox and uh, was one of the Fox announcers and apparently is not anymore. Um, so he tweeted six days ago, Fox bosses, a cu- uh, Fox bosses, oh, a cubicle it. in L.A., have made hundreds of bad decisions over the years. They massively overpaid for NASCAR, massively overspent on frivolous production. Huge budget cuts will be very evident this season. I feel bad for my announcer friends and loyal viewers. That was as a result of this. So Ray is saying that Fox is cutting costs, and that's why they're not adding somebody else to the booth. And if Fox is going to cut costs and we're going to notice it in the production, oh, my God, I'm scared. (laughs) Jesus, does it? Now I might be I might be wrong on this, and I think I am, but I'm going to say it anyway. Doesn't Disney own Fox Sports? I don't think so. Or is Fox Dis- Sports its own thing still? I think Fox Sports is its own thing. Disney used to own ESPN. Disney owns ESPN, but they own Fox yeah. now too. I don't they know bought Fox because Disney owns the Simpsons and everything now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Disney oh. Disney bought all those. Yeah. Disney Disney is involved here somehow. 
I don't think they own Fox Sports. I think that's where I'm. I think they they bought 21st Century Fox. Yes, it's Fox and Fox Searchlight. Yeah, all that stuff. So they've got all that. Which distributes sports? Oh, maybe you're right. They own all of these. So when ABC bought. Fox or excuse me ABC when Disney bought Fox they they got the rights to all of like like you know how the Tigers play on Fox Sports Detroit yeah Disney owns all of those and I think they're selling them off uh so I don't know if they're in the in the sports game with Fox I I, I highly doubt that they are but either way Fox isn't going to be hurting for money yeah that's interesting I don't think that's that's interesting and you know take this with a grain of salt because this is probably a disgruntled ex-employee too um that you know, has followers yes. on Twitter and people like Ray and I, nothing against Ray, but um, yeah, I have nothing. Listen, man, we just talked a whole thing about watering down the product. If you've got two smart guys like Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we, uh, you know, this is, it's, it's interesting that, that Fox is going to do basically the anti NBC because NBC has got so many guys in the booth that they can't fit them in the booth. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, Mike Joy is, arguably the best in the business he's um, right there and he's he's good jeff gordon arguably in the what, top five greatest of all time maybe yeah maybe? i mean he's color yeah drivers yes yeah i mean definitely popularity but as far I put as him on the, i put i put jeff gordon on the mount rushmore yes yeah i i think so i think so um so and he's uh this is one of those man, that's deals, tough, man. This this would be. A, I know it's off season, so this would be a good off season podcast, actually, because where does Jeff rank? Does he rank well, above somebody like? Uh, let's put it on the docket for next week. Does he rank above Dave like Pearson? I mean, oh yeah, does yeah, he? he does. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. But I mean, Pearson was really good. He just didn't race for championships. I know. <laughs> that's part of it, though. That's part of the argument. And yeah. also, part, also part of the argument is we're, we're going to step on another idea. We're stepping on our idea. But <laughs> part of the argument is impact off the track. That's yeah. also very part of very much part of it. And Jeff true. Gordon had the biggest impact and bigger impact than anybody off That's the true. track. Yeah. Um, he, took us main, he took us mainstream for a hot minute. I personally would rank Jeff, I think, number four. Yeah, that's why I said he's on my Rushmore. Yeah, I, I think he's number four. Um, but it, behind, uh, I got him behind the, the three sevens. Yeah, exactly. And yep. I mean, that is pretty biased because obviously there were some there's a lot of drivers from the, you know, the olden days of NASCAR that were bypassing with this. But, oh, I, yeah, you know, I think what what Jeff and as far as importance in NASCAR, I would probably rank him. I might rank him like one or two. I mean, honestly, importance of what they did for NASCAR, Jeff's he's, probably number yeah, one. He's second to Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, I think he's above Dale he's Earnhardt. Probably bigger. Yeah, he's probably bigger than Dale. Yeah. Because I don't think Dale's what Dale became without Jeff. Yeah, that's true. It was that rivalry between Jeff and Dale that made made NASCAR in the you know the nineties. Jeff, but I would argue that <laughs> we're doing we're just going to do it right now. <laughs> uh, I would throw back at you that the pop that Jeff Gordon brought us um, faded away, whereas Dale Earnhardt's you know, kind of lower lasting legacy is still, you know, he's bigger in the South and um, mm. blue collar, blue collar people. That's still hit. That's that base still exists for NASCAR. Whereas as the fan base that Jeff Gordon brought in from New York and Los Angeles and, you know, the big areas, I don't think that exists as much anymore. I'll give you that. But Jeff's influence on the sport, on the other hand, um, I think you've got people like Kyle Larson yeah. and Christopher Bell and a lot of these drivers. 
Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. You got these guys that came up. Yeah, Stewart's one. They came up the route that Gordon did. And not only that, but we also have lots of mainstream products still in the sport. And you could argue that it's actually been bad for the sport. Fortune Um, 500. Yeah, that we wouldn't have here without Jeff. So I agree with that. Yeah, (laughs) it's really interesting. Okay, yeah, we can discuss this more in the future. That's really good. Anyway, um, yeah, I think this is a great move. Um, I I think, you know, again, I think Mike Joy could do the show by himself, to be honest, as long as they don't make him be a cartoon character. Um, Hopefully Mike gets to be more himself and the professional broadcaster that he is and not, you know, uh, DW straight man like he's been in the past, you know, 10 years or so. Just keep Michael out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, uh, he's a fine guy. Just keep him out of there. If you want to give him the, the 30 seconds or two minutes for his grid walk, give him that and then just take him off the air. (laughs) Let him be happy with his grid walk and sitting in the hotel. You know, I tell you what, I hate the grid walk, but I also can't look away from it. So keep doing yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's the <laughs> part of the reason a lot of people watch NASCAR. It's, it's the car crash. It's the know? same reason, man, that I still continue to watch, that, I, that I'm that i addicted to stupid TikTok app because it's so freaking cringy. Oh, no, uh, you're on that? I'm not on it. I don't do anything oh, on it, but I, I watch I, this I, crap on it. Yeah, I don't even. I'm, I, it, just, I just watch it for the cringe. I'm getting too old, man. That's it. <laughs> I know that's funny. You're you're younger than me, but you're definitely older than me. Oh, I'm old in spirit. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, been watching the new season of Curb, and yeah, uh, really, your comparison. You always say that I'm Larry David, yeah. and my God, it's getting more and more. It's getting worse for me. I can't remember if I've ever said that on the podcast or not, but yes, if you guys yeah. want to know what James is like, just it's Larry David. Totally. I am Larry David. There's a part I'm not giving anything away, but in the very first episode of the new season of Curb, he's walking down the street and he sees these young kids using a selfie stick and he walks by and then breaks it in half. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you look up curmudgeon in the dictionary, you'll see a picture yeah, my of James. Picture's like, yeah. Right yep. there. Yep. Yep. It's all good. Uh, so we've got, uh, we got Jimmy Johnson running his last season this year. You know, we keep losing these drivers to retirement. Um, we're going to lose another one this year, James. Brendan Gaughan announced he's going to uh, run four races this season and all four restrictor plate races and hang his helmet up. Gone will be done with the Cup Series. Um, I, You know, Brennan is just great for this sport. He's so much fun. Um, I obviously don't expect him to go out there and win, but he runs well at these restrictor plate tracks. It'll be a bummer not have, have gone in the field. Yeah, he's um, he's just one of the great characters that we've never – I don't know if we've ever done a deep enough dive on Brendan Gaughan. I mean, when did he, he won that race at Road America, I think, not that long ago. Yeah, I think, I think so. Road courses. Um, yeah, he was just a totally interesting dude. Yeah. Really interesting guy. Yeah, the I, pers- it's a personality that I don't think we've been exposed to enough in NASCAR. Yeah, so, I agree well, with that. Every time we get it, it it's enjoyable. The, his, his, uh, his discussion after his flip at Talladega last year is just epic. It's, it's so Brendan Gaughan. It's perfect, yeah. so. His father owns a casino in Las Vegas, right? Yep. Is that yeah. correct? Yep, South Point. Look, look at a picture of him, and you would never guess that he played <laughs> Division One basketball on the same team as Allen Iverson. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, it's true. Incredible story, yeah. He's good. <laughs> He's, he was good for the sport. Yeah. I wish he would have popped in the Cup Series a little bit more, but he only had one full season. He was done. Yeah. Was yeah, done, I think Don was one of those people that um, – and probably because of because of the money that he had behind him, he probably got chances he shouldn't have gotten, and just and didn't get a chance to get the experience he needed to to fit those chances. You know what I mean? 
I think he was ahead of his skill level. Not that yeah. he's not a good driver. He just was – he got the opportunities too quick. Well, and what happened, too, is he made the jump from the truck series to the cup series and never – didn't he didn't do the Xfinity thing. He didn't right. take that gradual step. And he had a nice championship run in 2003 for the trucks. He finished fourth in points that year and won six races. Yeah. Um, and, and he was a legit shot at the, at the title. Um, but he went right to the cup series and, and flamed out with Roger Penske, and that was it. Yep. He was gone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Roger Penske, um, Miller Lite, James, I know you're going to have something to say on this one. Uh, Miller Lite announces, well, Penske announces that Miller Lite has dropped uh, just to one race for sponsorship next season, or this season. It's this season now. Um, yeah. Coke 600, and that's it for, uh, for Brad Keselowski and Miller Lite. Um, kind of a bummer. That isn't, I was just going to say, doesn't that bum you out? Yeah. We, that one of the great sponsors in the sport is down to one race and, and an associate all year. Not only just a, not only a great sponsor, but greatest paint schemes, just great. Every paint scheme that they did was great. And just the longevity of this sponsor with this team, it's been on the two car forever. Yeah. I mean, as long as the two car existed, it's been a Miller sponsored car. I cannot believe Miller light is hurting that bad. Why? I don't know why they're getting out of it. They've know. been gradually dropping races and we could see the writing on the wall. Yeah. But if they, and not that long ago, they were one of just a couple of sponsors in the sport when Lowe's and we've lost Lowe's, mm-hmm. but it was Miller light Lowe's and FedEx. And like those were full season sponsors, which we never have anymore. Yeah. And now the two cars, just like everybody else, except for except for uh, Denny Hamlin and, and Jimmy Johnson, and it's patchwork yeah. all season. It's it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. And beer sponsors are NASCAR guys. Like yeah. that is so important. I really wish Kevin Harvick would get the Budweiser ride back, but that's not happening. Right. They're they're, they're pushing Bush, but yeah. that's fine. But uh, Miller Lite, man. I don't, I don't know, I don't man. Know. I kind of feel like Budweiser's Junior's brand. I'm sorry. I just I it just yeah. feels like Junior. Yeah, you know, yeah, DW, you know, he was Budweiser, you know, for a while. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. DW is still uh, still Mountain Dew to me. <laughs> Mountain Dew, yeah. Western Auto Parts. Yeah, that was my, that was my DW. Yeah, I definitely, definitely. Uh, to me, honestly, DW is tied. But uh, but I see DW as the as the, as the Mountain Dew guy. I don't know why. I enjoy the uh, Ricky Craven years of the Budweiser and the Ken Schrader yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Schrader is a good Budweiser uh, sponsored driver. Yeah, people forget uh, people forget the Eric Almarola era of Budweiser. He uh, when he took over for Casey Kane, when Casey left uh, left his Budweiser ride, there was the Eric Almarola era. So yeah, yeah there's <laughs> some really good Budweiser memories for you right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, interesting thing you mentioned mentioned Jimmy Johnson and Ally is his sponsor. Um, something somebody pointed it out the other day, which I didn't even realize. I think it had been mentioned before, but I, it didn't click and didn't you know stick with me. Ally is a new sponsor to the sport, but they're not. No. Ally is GMAC. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it was a, a, you know, a sponsor, longtime sponsor with Hendrick Motorsports. So Uh, Brian Vickers. Yep. um, That whole era. Yep. Yeah. Jerry Nadeau, I think, drove the GMAC car. I think so. Um, Probably Vickers drove it. Yeah. As a sponsor. Uh, Ricky uh, Ricky Hendrick drove it in the the truck series. Yeah. Yeah, Way back when. That's right. So. Isn't Ally in Michigan? Ally is based in Detroit. Is it? Yeah, yeah I, think I think you're right. Think office, you're right. Yeah. yeah, their main office is right by uh, the GM building downtown. Yep, yeah, I think you're right. Yep. So just interesting. Something people don't realize. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, Exalta is what used to be DuPont or that division of DuPont. Anyway. Did you so. see the new paint scheme they're going to push out on the 24 car? No, they I just... didn't. All I saw was that they're going to run the flame paint scheme a bunch this year. It again. looks awful. Really? I cannot believe they're going to, they're pushing that out. Yeah. If you go on the tweeter, people go on the tweeter. <laughs> um, yeah. That looks terrible. Okay. I, my, my own, my opinion. That's my opinion. Okay. I got to look it up now. Yeah, take your time. Exalted Racing, working. probably. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, Exalted Racing. Yeah. The blue and orange, huh? Uh, it's. Uh, Here's a deal. I... Here's a deal, James. Oh no, here it is. I think, I think you got to give this one a chance, because it I looks... think I think this is going to be one that's going to look a lot better on the car than in this this graphic. Okay. Well, do you know what it looks like to me? It looks like somebody took a Jeff Gordon die cast and left it sitting in the sun at the party <laughs> store for far too long, and now it's all faded out. I don't hate it, man. I don't hate it. You just just saying that. No, I swear to you, I don't hate it, and I think it's going to look better on the car. I hope you're right. I think this is one of those that when you see it at the track, you're going to go, oh, this is a nice-looking car. It looks bad. I like that shade of blue, so. This picture looks bad. I'm also partially colorblind, so I'm not. What's wrong with the 24? Why isn't the 24 at least yellow? What the hell's going on? I'm all right Here, with I'm, that. I'm, I'm done right. with ranting. I'm done with ranting today. The, the yellow 24 is is Gordon. It, you don't you don't need. Yeah, Barton they drove... need yellow 24. Yeah, looks bad. <laughs> all okay. right, that's, yeah, that's my. I don't know. I, my I, high I, level analysis. That's as that's as deep of analysis as you can get from me. Looks bad. I don't hate it. I actually like. I like the fact that they're they're they got that paint scheme, but with different colors because I really it really bugs me to see Byron running a Jeff Gordon car. Yeah, it is Jeff Gordon's car. I just I just don't like it, and you know nothing against Byron. It just it not Jeff Gordon. So I know I know. <sighs> All right, uh, NASCAR announced yesterday, I believe it was, that they are adjusting some stage length. Or no, was it today that they announced this? Oh, uh, yesterday. Yesterday, Tuesday. okay. Uh, Justin stage lengths for some of their races. Um, so they're basically making the, the last stage shorter, um, so that it only requires one green flag pit stop. Uh, the first two stages will be a little bit longer, uh, included with this, the halfway point will now once again be the official, uh, point for the race. So if the, if it rains after halfway, the race will be called, even if they have not completed both stages. Um, they had also considered uh, switching to four stages per race. Right now, they only do four stages at the uh, Coca-Cola 600. Um, they considered doing that for all or most of the races and decided against that. Um, any thoughts on this, James? You know what would really be great? That if they would just um, – they would, they should try this. You know, maybe one stage would be good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought – I knew you were going I there. I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> And I thought one stage. I mean, why wouldn't we want to try that? I don't know. I feel like it. We're, this is this. Is, we're going to go full circle, and in ten years from now, we're going to go. You know, we're going to really change things up. We're going to we're going to be innovative. We're going to we're going to do away with stages. We're going to just do one stage. It's going to happen. It'll happen. But um, I think the conclusion I think we've had on this podcast, at least I've had. I thought we were pretty fair on it. Um, is for the most part, stage racing is good. It is good, yeah. I I agree with it. No, I'm 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 totally on board with that. I I just fun to I take the opportunity to get a hard time. I don't um, like the I don't like the reasoning for lengthening or shortening the last stage. I really 
don't like the idea of cutting out green flag pit stops. I think that's part of the cup series. Yeah. Um, that being said, I do think the last stage is too long in a lot of these races. So I'm happy that they're changing that. Um, I personally would have been all right with four stages, even though that would have eliminated green flag, pit, green flag pit stops at a lot of places. Yeah. Um, I, I like the stages. I, I think the stages are great. And if we had a couple more, it'd be all right. Um, I'm also perfectly fine with the three, the three stages, but I think the stages are more fun in the truck series and the Xfinity series because the races are short. Um, yeah. So I think there's a couple races in the cup series that you're like, Oh my God, we aren't even through stage one yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If the race distances were shorter, I think we could yeah. get away with even a one, like a two stage yeah, deal, but I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, so 16 races will be affected by this this year. Um, uh, overall, I believe is the number that that uh, that was mentioned. One um, of my favorite things that NASCAR said about this. Yes. We have to wait to see how the racing looks with the new car before <laughs> we consider four stages. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there's that's leaking confidence in that statement right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, some other, you know, and you know, my comments on the new car. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I, did I'm, I say? I'm optimistic about the new car. I think what did I say to you and, uh, what, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what I said to you and Todd. Something that the, it sounds like a turd. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I thought it sounded good. Yeah. It sounds like a turd. I like, the... I like the wheels. I think the wheels are sweet. Oh, it sounds really bad. It sounds <laughs> weak. Nah. Come mm. on. Come on, man. Don't, be, don't be a hater. Sorry. Okay. I said I was done. Okay. <laughs> I keep spiraling. I'm getting ready for the season. This is my preseason rants. There you go. Um, so we had an R&D briefing that this came out. And let's let's burn through a few of these. Um, let's see. This is where we got the announcement on the, the 2.41 mile 14 turn layout for the Indianapolis uh, Xfinity race on the road course. Um, let's see. The NASCAR officials will meet with current manufacturers and prospective new ones uh, Wednesday, which is today, um, to discuss a timeline for a new engine in the Cup Series competition. Earliest timetable for the advent of electrification is 2022. Um, arrival of any new engine could not come until 2023. Um, I don't think this is surprising, but it might be surprising to some people. But I think we all know that there. this is part of the aero package and stuff that we have now is this working towards a new engine. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and electrification, they right. already mentioned last season is coming. So, um, yeah, the triple chuck challenge thing is mentioned in here. Um, also known as the trip, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know who called it that, but not me. Um, oh the cup series director, Jay Fabian said more cars will likely come back to the R and D center for post-race evaluation in 2020 because there's a parts freeze in place. So inspectors are going to be taking a closer look at trends, making sure that teams aren't spending a bunch of money on new components for a car that's obsolete. Hmm. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Um, no changes to the Xfinity Series aero package. 37 full-time teams expected to compete in the Xfinity Series this year. So good for that. Mm -hmm. um, stage lengths, we already talked about all that stuff. I think that pretty much covers the stuff that was discussed. All right. There we go. Um yeah. And last but not least, the biggest news of the week, not really, uh, Daniel Suarez is going to Gaunt. Is that how you say it? Gaunt Brothers Racing? Gaunt Brothers Racing, correct. There you go. Um, I don't even know what car number they are. What not car 96. Number? 96, okay. Yep. Toyota supported. Toyota wanted them back, and they have never run a full-time season, and they are going to go for it in 2020. There you go. Yeah, I mean, 
Does Suarez do anything here? No, it's not going to do anything. Uh, that that car will be. Um, it's not affiliated with Joe Gibbs Racing, but it's going to get uh, a little bit more support. So, yeah. Um, he's not locked into the field at Daytona, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that Toyota TRD, if if they are backing him like they say they are, they're gonna probably get him a good piece to make sure that he qualifies fast enough to make it in. Um, but he's gonna have to probably race his way in. I don't know. We're gonna see. Um, this is diff- This is different. I mean, enough people and, and NASCAR themselves want to keep Daniel Suarez in the sport. Yeah, it's important so, to have him have him here. Yeah. So um, uh, he's a good enough driver. He should be racing in the Cup Series. And uh, Bella thinks so, too. Yeah, so. Bella's decided to wait till the end of the podcast to make her appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Interesting to note, there are 43 expected entries for the Daytona 500, um, possibly 44. Um, Remember when it was in the mid-50s? Yeah, I do. But with a 40-car field, that means that we'll be sending a couple drivers home, so that's interesting. Yeah, probably the only race of the year where we'll be sending people home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe one of the only races of the year that we have a full field to begin with. I think David Reagan, and he's retired. He's locked in, so he'll be be coming in. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting qualifying day i i look forward to seeing uh the duels this year because i want to see people go home i want to see people earn their way in yep i love that it's one of my favorite days of the year is the duels yeah me too i i absolutely love it i love the fact they run at night now that's awesome yep. um yeah it's cool I, I love the fact that i don't have to either no now this year it would work out for me because i have a tv in my office i could actually watch the race in my office while i was working um but i don't have to do that i can do it when i get wow home. so wow i know big time now man i know I not know. only do i have my I have an office i have a tv in it Big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> do you have the uh, executive bathroom key as well? No, I do not have that. Oh. All right. Very good. I don't even have the key to my own office. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can lock myself in, but I can't lock people. I can't lock it when I leave. So, yeah. I mean, I can, but I can't get yeah, in. But you'll never get back in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just um, know your place. That's all they're trying to tell you. Yeah, right. Right. Um, all right. Any other news, James? Did I miss anything? I probably did. We probably did something, but I think yeah. I think that covers for the most part everything. Yeah. So James and I were talking before we started recording the podcast that uh, we're done with uh, off season breaks. Well, next week we'll be back to preview the Bush Clash. Um, Bush Clash again? Yes, Bush Clash. Yes. Um, we uh, will maybe have some discussion about the Mount Rushmore NASCAR. So we'll have to fill some more time than just the Clash. And uh, then we're back for the Daytona 500, James. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Our um, this will be so we started this podcast the week after the Daytona 500, the first year, right? So yep. this is we're, we're coming up on year. This will be year four of the podcast. Yes, this will be the fourth year of the podcast. What in the hell? I don't know. Where's I don't know. Up? It's like I haven't even planned for sure what races I'm going to this year. Um, other than the two Michigan races, which are pretty much a guarantee, I have no idea. I'm pretty set that I think it's going to be Chicago and Bristol, the uh, playoff race at Bristol, but I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's here. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's almost the 2020 season. So, um, I'm excited about it, but I don't think I'm ready for it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, for um, sure. But, uh, James, if they want to talk to you during the week, where can they find you? 
Uh, at James Cush on Twitter. You can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. If you want more of the podcast, you can visit us on our website at www.thesuperspeedway.com. You can find the podcast on there, show notes, links to articles we discussed. Basically, I should just put a link up to Jayski because that's pretty much how we do our show notes. Um, thank God Jayski's back. That's what I did today. Yep. Helps um, us keep, in tra- keep up to stuff, so yeah, that's good. If you want to know what the show notes are going to be for the next show, just go on Jayski and do it in reverse order. That'll be our show notes. Um, <laughs> thanks. Well, not, that's for the off-season. Yeah. That's most of the off-season. Oh, no. Yes. It's, dude, when I do the notes during uh, the week, that's all I do. <laughs> yeah. I try to, I'll try to find other sources from time to time. I do go on the NASCAR media site and pull the results, so I'll give you that. Yes. Um, and uh, and a racing reference so I can uh, figure out who I'm picking for the next week. Right. Um, speaking of that, James, are we doing a, you got some work to do too. Are we doing a, a fantasy again this year? I don't know. <laughs> I tell you what, peoples. Yeah, I know. Uh, email us. Yeah, we you asked you before. Do it, let's do it. Don't email us. Tweet us. Tweet us or message yeah, tweet, us on yeah. Facebook. Yeah, tweet us to our uh, if you're following me, DM me on Twitter. That's fine too. Yeah. Um, let's let's see who how many people are interested. I think people are interested. Um, yeah, I think so. Last season was super frustrating. If but you guys I, if you guys aren't interested, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> it's a labor of love, man. It is a labor of love. Yeah, no, so no I will if if we have enough interest. By God, I'll make it happen. If uh, if we have enough interest, I will reluctantly participate again. Yeah. So yeah, for I mean, sure. somebody's got to come in last. So. Um, um, Spe- speaking of, yeah. Eric, do you do you have any shout outs before we close it out? Oh yeah, I did skip the shout outs. I took those out of the show notes. That's okay. Um, I wanted to just make sure. I don't, but hold on a second before we get into that. Um I uh what the heck was I gonna say now? Oh, so James mentioned email us. Don't email us um at I don't even remember what our email address is because I haven't checked it. I think right. Yeah, I haven't checked it since Ben was on what the post homestead or was it pre homestead? Pre homestead. Did that, our championship preview, yeah. That was the last time I checked. <laughs> Email. Oh my god! So I haven't checked it all season. So if you guys email me, I apologize. I'll, well, Ben's uh, got my email. Ben, email me. Todd, you know yeah. how to get a hold of me. So yeah, yeah we get the yeah. whole crew. We'll get the crew together if we have to. I'll right, check I'm, it and catch back up as the season gets started here. But uh, but yeah, no, I don't have any shoutouts, James. You got I, you had something though. I do. Um, I so you guys can fast forward if you don't want to hear about Kobe anymore. I'm going to talk about him for just give me give me a couple of minutes on a NASCAR podcast uh, to talk about this really quick. Um, so Eric and I were chatting before the podcast and, um, Eric said he was, you know, with the news of, of Kobe going down, um, the way that everything happened, um, Kobe's passing and, and losing his daughter and everybody else on that helicopter, all the young kids. Uh, I grew up a fan of two guys in my life as a kid. Um, Tony Stewart really brought me into NASCAR at a whole nother level. Um, before he came along, I was rooting for Ernie Irvin and Kyle Petty and all those guys. But, um, when you're a kid, you're influenced by people and they are a huge part of your life. And Tony was that guy for me in NASCAR. And then the other part of my sports life was Kobe. And I was a huge Laker fan, huge Kobe fan. Um, if you go into my room in our house, which Eric has seen my crap, uh, it's Tony Stewart stuff and Kobe Bryant stuff. So what happened on Sunday um, had a, had a, a bit of an effect on me um, in, in many ways. As a fan, um, as a father of a daughter, it's had an effect on me. And it's weird. I was telling you, Eric, before that, you know, we're, we're not related to these people. They're not members of our family. But 
people find a way you especially as you're as a kid uh people influence you and help you and with directions in life and i'm so thankful for guys like tony stewart because i can be friends with you and we can do this podcast and i am so thankful for the friendships i've gained from being a fan of kobe um, and basketball because there's people i have friends in my life um that i would not be friends with i guarantee you if it weren't for these people and it's a huge impact on your in the rest of your life when you make these decisions as a kid and um i i'm just i'm sad for all these people that were involved in this thing and i'm sad as a fan i'm sad as a dad and i wish the best for um, I know Kobe's wife has spoken out as of as of recording this podcast. She finally did speak out um, about the tragedy because she's alone with with um, Kobe's other three daughters, which is just so tragic. But um, I just wanted to pass along that. Uh, I don't know. I, just, I felt like this was a good platform to pass along some of those feelings. I wanted to, to talk about it for just a minute and and share that with everybody that, um, you know, life is short. And you never know when your time's going to come up. And Kobe was way too young. And, and the, the, the kids on that helicopter were way too young. They had a whole life ahead of them. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm hurting for those people. I'm hurting as a fan. And, hurt, like I said, I'm hurting as a dad. But uh, just, you know, I, I just wanted to say that. I just wanted my, you know, I wanted to do a little bit of a heartfelt thing. I know it doesn't really tie into NASCAR a little bit, but there are parallels, you know, you know, as a NAS, if people who are listening, if you're NASCAR fans, you know, like when Dale Earnhardt died and if you were around as a fan back then, you felt that impact. And he, like Kobe had a reach beyond the sport. And we've lost a lot of our heroes in NASCAR to aviation accidents. Alan Kowicki, Davey Allison. I mean, heck Eric, you said it before the podcast, we we talked about Dale Jr. crashing the week of the Bristol race right. on his airplane with his wife and daughter aboard. Very similar to the Kobe situation, right? Um, it would have been so easy for that to have gone the whole other way. They were so lucky to be able and so fortunate and to be able to get off that plane healthy and everybody's fine and they're living their lives normally again. And, uh, you know, that could have affected us in the NASCAR world in a whole different way. And Dale Jr. is one of those guys, again, like his father and like Kobe Bryant, who have a reach beyond the sport. Right. So um, just a, it's been a hard week, and I know there's been a lot of outpouring, and it's one of those moments that we'll never forget where we were when that happened. It's like, uh, you know, Princess Diana dying, things like that, that you uh, – they're like points in life. And I think for me as a sports fan, I always thought it would be – you know, my sports fandom seemed to have has taken a different path since Tony's retired and, and Kobe Bryant. They retired the same year. So 2016 was really a fork in the road moment for me. Um, but I think now moving forward, my fandom changes even more. Um, it's it's before Kobe died and now it's after Kobe died. And I'm trying to have a different outlook on life about this whole thing. And it's it's really helped me open my eyes. So. Um, anyway, if you guys are, if there's anybody out there who's, you know, struggling with anything, you, you know, take, uh, you know, take a few minutes, maybe try to, to think about what you're happy for, or what makes you happy. Cause I know I have, uh, this is, this has kind of shook me a little bit, but anyway, glad to, 
glad to have this platform, man, and, and thanks for letting me have just a couple of minutes. I think I went longer than I wanted to, but uh, I appreciate you letting me. I appreciate you letting me t talk about it. And hopefully, if you're not interested in this kind of thing, hopefully people fast forward it. Right. So, right. Anyway, I just wanted to share that before we uh, before we signed off tonight. Hey, you know, it, I'm not a basketball fan. I didn't follow Kobe much, but it's we're all sports fans. It's it's you know it's all a family together, and uh, and yeah, I mean it's a big deal. You you met, you referenced Taylor Earnhardt. This is um, you know. This is equivalent to that for sure. And, uh, you know, we, we come from a sport where, you know, fortunately, since Earnhardt died, we haven't had to deal with it. But we went through a lot of fatalities in our sport. It wasn't as uncommon. But still, when, when Earnhardt died, yeah. it was such a big deal because it was, you know, the the big guys didn't. You know, it was it was. Yeah, the guys who are like the, of that stature, like Dale Earnhardt's right. an icon, right? He's yeah. he's he's unbreakable. Yep. And then he was gone, you know. Yep. And it, it's so strange to know that you're living in a world and, 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 you know, there's a new normal that comes along. But, you know, how much different would NASCAR be had Dale never died? Yeah. You know, what, where would we be now? It's one of those fork in the road moments. I think uh, basketball is going to probably have some of something of a similar fight, you know, losing one of their uh, their icons, too. So Definitely. I think NASCAR I think NASCAR fans are more. Uh, you, you said it just right, though. We You know, since Dale died, we haven't had thankfully haven't right. had any major you know fatalities in any of the major three series and in fact i think uh i think the 2010s we was the first decade in nascar's history we never had any fatalities i believe that is correct but uh with this sport knows probably better than any other sport what it's like to lose your stars to lose your heroes and uh you know i think nascar fans can definitely relate to a lot of the hurt that's going on in, in the sports world yep definitely i agree yeah. Um, I don't know how to transition into plugging our podcast after that, but, uh, on a somber note, sorry, people, yeah, it's all good. Um, so if you want more of a podcast, you can find us on Apple podcast, Google play SoundCloud, uh, just search for the super speedway, wherever you found us today. We hope that you subscribe. Um, if you guys want to become a part of the show, uh, want to help us out, help us get to the track, help us, uh, continue the podcast, um, become a patron at patreon.com slash the super speedway. Um, if you guys want to help us out, do that. Otherwise, just enjoy what we're doing. We're having fun doing this. Uh, like James said, we're, we're getting ready to start another season, fourth season of this. Um, it's been a blast all all along. Um, certainly feels like work sometimes, but for the most part, it's just you know an hour of me chatting with with my buddy and uh, and just yeah. uh, enjoying NASCAR and and gotten to do a lot of cool things as a result of it. And uh, looking forward to another season of it, man. I can't believe yeah. it's it's time again. Yeah, let's go, man. We're uh, we're grizzled vets in the podcast industry now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we'll be back again next week to discuss the clash, preview the season a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll really focus on the preview the following week. Um, but uh, maybe figure out a little bit more what we're doing going forward. But uh, we're back this season. Another season of NASCAR. We'll be here every week that there's a race at least, um, and uh, and here to talk NASCAR with you guys. So hope you join us. Um, hope you enjoyed the off-season break, but it's over, guys. It's time to to get back on the track. So, as we do every week, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We'll be back next week to discuss some more. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. <laughs>